You're listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and I invite you to be curious about your unique experience of being human. In this podcast, we'll explore the deeper meaning of ordinary life experiences through conversation, stories, and education. You might have a serious aha moment, or you might just be amused by the movie your life seems to be imitating, or you might just be entertained by one of my awkward stories. I'm hoping you'll become more aware of those moments when a deeper part of you is prompting you to see things differently and maybe even go a new direction. So let's get started. In this episode, I continue reading from my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. Chapters 1 through 15 explore the different ways your unconscious tries to get your attention. From there, we've been learning to apply different strategies to exploring your images, including the last chapter about Jungian film theory. In this episode, I'll be reading chapter 24, more on psychological and personality type. Back in chapter 12, I provided the bare bones basics about C.G. Jung's theory of psychological type, mostly recognized by people as the Myers-Briggs inventory. And I described how liberated I felt after reading research findings about what it feels like to experience life as an introvert. In this chapter, I encourage you to go deeper than anyone has likely taken you into your psychological type. If you still haven't taken the inventory and gotten your four letters, mine are INFJ, go to 16personalities.com, the number 16. I like the report they offer. Anyway, in this chapter, I offer three reasons for you to go deeper, especially into your blind spots, the functions that are in your shadow and come out during times of stress or conflict. One last thing I think you'll find interesting is research about the connection between your psychological type and approach to spirituality. When I became aware that our psychological type has a correlation with even our approach to spirituality, it helped not only explain why religious doctrine for me is too constraining, that I tend to see what is the same in all the different man-made explanations instead of differences, but I could also have compassion for those who need a more rigid or definitive set of beliefs. It is not that one approach is better or right, although people with rigid beliefs might believe that, and this can lead to conflict and even violence. But rather is this true with all of our traits, our perspective is limited. And if we can manage the tension between what is perceived to be opposing, a transcendent third perspective or new insight can emerge that expands awareness and increases consciousness. And as Edward Edinger suggests, expansion of consciousness seems to be the purpose of our existence. So let's get started. Chapter 24 more on psychological personality type. In this chapter, I encourage you to go beyond the basics when it comes to your psychological type. You may discover a part of you that you didn't know existed because your natural way of relating to the world was stunted by how you were parented or larger cultural beliefs, experiences of trauma or personal choices that limited your natural expression. For example, only recently has intuition become valued as a legitimate way of knowing, and introverts often are unfairly criticized for not playing well with others or for being antisocial. On the other hand, reading your report may feel like reading your autobiography. 
This report merely scratches the surface and you can't really grasp it all at once. I found this book, Personality Types, Jung's Model of Typology by Carl Sharp, 1987, to be a user-friendly and comprehensive guidebook. I learn more and more each time I dig a little deeper. Your type is the right type for you. Why would you want to dig deeper into your type? First, in a world where certain attributes are valued over others, it is validating to know that one type is not better than another. Instead, being balanced is the goal. Knowing you are an introverted intuitive can help you make sense of why you love networking but tend to focus on fewer interactions. Knowing you prefer judging over perceiving helps make sense of your impatience with getting things done or your jealousy of people who can happily meander through life. Digging into your type helps you make sense of your oddest behaviors. Try this, reflecting about yourself. Journal more about your life experiences through the lens of your type. What kind of people frustrate you? And can you identify times when you were stubbornly one-sided? What activities are you engaging in when you feel most alive? How about those that deplete you? I was always surprised at how energized I felt studying after working eight hours. During the day, I was leading my team and raising money. I enjoyed it and I was exhausted at the end of the day. But an hour later, I came to life reading books and typing responses to discussion posts. Appreciating others. The second reason to dig into your type is that understanding yourself helps you value the natural preferences of others and even appreciate their quirky behaviors. Being too much of an introvert does make it difficult to develop friendships and knowing that your romantic partner is an extrovert helps you understand that his need to go out dancing on a Friday night does not mean he doesn't want to be with you. Knowing that your preferences sensing can alert you to when you might dismiss that more mysterious way of knowing and being aware that your preference is thinking can alert you to when you are unfairly prioritizing your way of making decisions over that of others. Try this, reflecting about others. Can you identify the psychological type of your parents or siblings? What about your boss, coworkers, or best friend? Opposites can attract and some types are naturally compatible with some more than others. On the other hand, if you're an introvert attracted to an extrovert, be aware that if you never embrace your inner extrovert, you might come to resent it in your partner. Reflect and journal about this. Down and dirty summary. Psychological type theory can feel like a bottomless pit. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know about you. In this chapter, I want to take you deeper without overwhelming you. There are four types of preferences that make up your type. There is no best or right type, just naturally preferred ways people experience life as a human being. Extroversion versus introversion. This is the first letter. It describes two different ways people are energized psychologically. Extroverts are energized by the world outside of them and introverts are energized by going inward. Sensing versus intuition. This is the second letter. This describes the two different ways of perceiving or taking in information. Sensing is done through the five physical senses and intuition is connecting with what is in the unconscious, what many refer to as a sixth sense. Both sensing and intuition are considered irrational functions because they are simply ways of receiving information. Thinking versus feeling. This is the third letter. 
This describes how we make judgments about the information we have absorbed. Thinking refers to mental processes and feeling refers to subjective value judgments. Feeling in this sense is not about emotions or feelings in the way we usually refer to them. Here, feeling refers to a subjective evaluation of something, a sense of something being right or wrong. Both thinking and feeling are considered rational methods of judging. Judgment versus perceiving. This is the fourth letter. This describes a preference for taking in information versus making judgments about the information. I think about this as the difference between someone who has an insatiable appetite for stimulation without the need to make decisions about it versus a person who feels compelled to do something purposeful with the information. Reflecting about your weaknesses. The third reason to dig into your type is to explore how being one-sided can lead to irrational reactions to events that do not go your way. I find Jungian analyst John Beebe's eight function model to be an interesting way to explore the limits of your psychological type. The model considers your type through two lenses, the conscious and the unconscious. You can learn more about this model at this page from the website for the Association for Psychological Type. I'll put the link in the description box. The conscious self consists of functions over which you have control and you are most comfortable using. These functions do not deplete you and you feel competent using them. If you're an introvert, it feels easy and natural for you to be in solitude and to reflect about the meaning of an experience. The functions that are most useful to explore are those that border on unconscious or are completely unconscious. Jung referred to the least developed function as inferior, which he described as having a mind of its own. My inferior function is sensing and I am most comfortable using my intuition. When we use the functions that exist beneath consciousness, they can come out as immature or childish. Try this. Are any of your functions near the middle of the range or at one end of the range? You may naturally be balanced in your capacity to call on one function or another. Or one of your functions may be in your blind spot. I have worked hard to develop my thinking and sensing functions and this has helped me adapt when needed, but adapting too much is exhausting and frustrates me if the effort is not mutual. The goal is to be aware of your weakness as much as possible so you can minimize irrational reactions to people and events. One way to find your inferior function is to observe times when you are most frustrated or overly emotional and explore whether the other person might be mirroring back your inferior function. Journal about your blind spots. Sharing my insights, spirituality and psychological type. As an intuitive, relying solely on facts and figures drives me crazy and I cannot stand black and white thinking. It is clear to me that all the major world religions contain a core group of stories meant to help us make sense of human existence. And it is equally obvious to me that there is no right religion, only a preferred framework for living a meaningful life. In his article, The Intuitive Function and Religious Orientation, 1992, Psychologist Christopher Ross found that one's approach to spirituality is often related to psychological type. This validated my personal spiritual experience, as well as shined a light on why others may find my approach frustrating. During a class on psychological type, the professor put us in groups according to whether we were intuitive or sensing. 
She asked us to be open to what would come up from our unconscious when she said ISIS, referring to the terrorist group. We were to linger in our experience and resist sharing until the next day. Those whose psychological type included a preference for sensing over intuition shared concrete images of destruction, explosions, death, blackness. Those of us who preferred intuition over sensing shared more conceptual images. I'm an introverted intuitive and my image came to me when I was sitting on the toilet, believe it or not. I said ISIS aloud and above appeared the words, all caps, suffering and love. My image went straight to the archetypes, the universal human instincts, needs that are at the core of terrorism. Try this. Journal about times you acted or felt childish. What were you doing? Can you tie your behavior to the function that is hiding in your unconscious? What about your approach to religion or spirituality? Do you find yourself more comfortable choosing one way or another, or do you love ambiguity? If you are too black and white, you will have difficulty respecting differences. Too much of a meandering spiritual person sometimes makes you feel ungrounded. Journal about how your psychological type shows up in your approach to spirituality. This chapter encourages you to go beyond the basics of psychological type to explore your blind spots. There is no right type, although society has valued some types over others based solely on economics. My stories were meant to prompt your own exploration, and I hope you gain some interesting insights about your life and how you relate to others. I hope you enjoyed listening to me read chapter 24 and you're ready to dig deeper into your own psychological type, especially those functions that are in your shadow, ready to pop out as soon as something causes a little stress or anxiety. And I'm curious what you think about the correlation between your approach to spirituality and your psychological type. Have you thought about buying a hard copy of my book so you can take notes and use it like the guidebook it was meant to be? You and your unconscious are a bottomless pit, and once you get a taste of gaining mind-blowing insights about your life and how you fit into the collective, you might get hooked on finding deeper meaning in everything. It's fun, too. You can get there and check out my book on my website, DebraLukovich.com. Thanks for listening and sharing with others who need my framework for self-reflection. You can find more free content, follow me on Instagram, engage with 4,000 plus Twitter followers, take advantage of free mini lessons on my YouTube channel, and read some of my awkward short stories and blog posts. Until next time. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and you are listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. To get updates on new episodes, my writing, and how I teach my clients to get to know that deeper part of themselves, go to DebraLukovich.com. Oh, and if you're not ready for a coach, learn what my clients know in my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. You can check it out on my website or get it on Amazon.